Blog Talk Radio.
I used to work in the middle in the uh, medical field. Um, I stopped working in the medical field and I started my uh, fashion photography business, which is uh, mm-hmm. blowing up like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Then of course I ended up sneaking in, getting the wedding in on everyone, and most people were like, I didn't know you were even engaged. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> so, so, uh, so I, you know, I ended up getting married again, and. Um, and uh, me and my wife, we have uh, multiple uh, business. She just opened up a cake business today, and she, in three days, she's already done sold eight cakes. So I mean, we're talking whole cakes. Um, we got real estate going. We have uh, uh, Spanish classes. There's tutoring. Um, man, we're doing a truckload of things. And every time we think of something, we're opening it as a business. And that is a good point uh, for one of the topics I'm going to make today later on in the show. Right. Well, so that I is think me. That that is, that, that's, that's great. And the thing about it is people don't even know where Moss Point is on the map, much less have ever even heard of it. And that is mm-hmm. the proof that with just sheer desire and determination that you don't have to be in mainstream uh, society uh, making a living or answering to anyone other than yourself and your own wants and desires. And so I think that must or may have led to your wanting to do the show because, again, we have shows here where uh, it's something that's just burning in my spirit. But I, ne- I, I want, want to say thank you for one thing because you introduced an idea, not an idea, but the truth of what uh, charity organizations on a governmental and global uh, standpoint, really how it actually works, which I did not know that, so I'm glad that you did it. So tell, tell us why you wanted to do this show and that you named Freedom Has Us uh, Dumb. The um, reason why I wanted to do this show is because I, I feel that we're still taking the wrong direction in making things better for the black community, not not any other community, the black community. And what mm-hmm. we need to understand is, is that we used to be slaves. And when you mm-hmm. were, when we when we were brought here, we were brought here to be slaves, not to be um a part of the constitution, but a part of mm-hmm. slavery. And mm-hmm. and and the thing is is when when you read a book or try to educate yourself, they tried to kill you. A slave couldn't mm-hmm. read or educate themselves. That mm-hmm. is the point that we need to use today. The thing that they were trying to kill us for is easy to do today. But see, when we was let free, they mm-hmm. told us we had freedom. It seemed like when we were let free, we were looking for things to be given to us for free. Mm-hmm. And that's not what freedom is. Uh, and that's why I'm saying freedom, <laughs> freedom. Um, is, 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 is what made us dumb. Um, some people are still looking for freedom. I'm sorry, but you free, but don't be dumb. Right. Um, right. Wow. And wow. I, I, I don't know if I should go right into uh, protesting now, but before I talk about the protest, protesting, what I notice is, is that everyone wants to fight, but nobody wants to know what the solution is. So I'm looking at everybody that they're ready to fight, but when you're ready to talk mm-hmm. about the solution, people feel like you're coming down on them. You 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 letting down the community, or you 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 downgrading us. No no no, you have to right. get a solution because you don't know you don't even know what you're fighting for. So right. uh, I'm gonna right. pause there, and uh, but that's the main reason why 
I want to come on this show because there is a solution. There is a solution. Well, you know what? I did not, I had not because I thought I already knew what freedom meant and what freedom uh, as far as black lives uh, matter meant. But when you, when you first of all, you, you told me to go and watch a, a particular uh, movie that was on Netflix uh, uh, entitled mm. Poverty, Inc., and yeah. I'm going to tell you, like, I was late trying to get to my little painting appointment yesterday because I yeah. was so, I was rewinding. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had to look at the little pictures and the little grids of how things work and pause it and go and do the research myself because a lot of things we don't know is because we just assume that when people say things, that it is what it is. And if you say free anything, I don't care if it's cheese or if it's a gift certificate, I don't care if it's mm-hmm. selling your soul. When you say free, it's almost impossible for people to not think that it has to be a good thing. But everything that right. is free is not good. And one of the definitions says is the absence of necessity, coercion, or the absence of a choice to act. So one yeah. of the things that you said repeatedly is that when people are given free things, it makes you lazy. Explain that a little bit before we get into the different things that you feel like are, are, are possibilities for us to change uh, our outcome. Yeah, so what I noticed on the show, um, Poverty, Inc., um, Haiti was well known for their rice, and rice mm-hmm. was a luxury to them. They mm-hmm. They were eating it like maybe three times a week. But then mm-hmm. the free aid was giving them free mm-hmm. rice. And mm-hmm. when it was given free rice, it affected the economy of the Haitian people, not mm-hmm. the government, the people right. that are working, the, those that, 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 that grew rice for a living. So think mm-hmm. about it. If I'm selling mm-hmm. you rice for $3, but the government is giving it to you for free, which one do you think the people are going to go get? We're going to go get, get that free. free, right? <laughs> right. Now, think about it. If I keep buying free rice, what's going to happen to the farmers? Right. They're going to they're, right. they're gonna go right into poverty. They're going to move to the city, and they're going to have to find a job doing hard labor, not their own mm-hmm. business. See, your own business is what um, takes care, take care of your community. And mm-hmm. the perfect example in the United States is welfare. It's free. Wow. And right. all it is doing is making us lazy. And right. all I know is there's nothing wrong. I understand you have babies, you need help, you need a little, you need a little assistance, but get off of it. Most of mm-hmm. us, we're not even trying to get off of it. So it's making us mm-hmm. lazy. It, mm-hmm. It's affecting our education. It affects the mm-hmm. way we train children to grow up to be entrepreneurs. But guess what? If you're getting things for free, then you don't even know what, what hard work is. You're always going to grow up thinking about handouts. I need this. I need this. I need this. So um, so hopefully that answers your question, and and I hope, I hope that it was clear to people that freedom is only going to make you dumb. If you're if you only looking for handouts, it's going to destroy um, uh, your community. Now, I totally got it. I totally got it. And, of course, they have more than one example of 
what I learned, the new terms, NGOs, I never got what that stood for. But in essence, it is a national type of giving. It's our mm-hmm. governmentally run, uh, what, what do you call them, our governmentally run institutions that have to do with giving aid to people who are needy. Now, I remember Tom's, the Tom's, the shoes. Yes. Tom's. Now you're going to bring it home. You're going to bring it home. Yeah, but listen, I didn't even know that the shoes was like golf shoes. Like they were like like the rice. They were of extra, like, exclusivity. It was something that not everybody had, the Tom shoes, mm-hmm. like the, the shoes mm-hmm. that he took. He really took a shoe that was already in production, slapped his name on it, and decided to produce them for poor people. But in right, essence, right. rich people had to buy them at a high price and right. ended up, you know, he's, he's, he's a billionaire now because of it. Yeah, because of, he 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 used government funding to get rich off poor people. And there's one other thing that you'll notice in that show, even though he was talking about Tom the shoes, they they mentioned a guy who who um who grew uh who had eggs. He had an egg farm. And he, uh-huh. and he was doing so well. And they found out that he was doing so well in the egg farm. Guess what the government did? They started giving people free eggs. Free eggs. Right. 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 To shut his business down. This is the other thing. I didn't realize how rich Africa really is. Like, yes. Africa is super rich. I, it said that Africa was one of the leading and only uh, countries of gold, rice, um, mm-hmm. what was it? Don't uh, forget coffee and diamonds. Gold, uh, diamonds, and yes. that it was. But when you say, when if you say Africa to anybody, I don't care what age. When you say Africa, you do not think of luxury. You do not think of excess. What you think of is this little dirty baby with a swollen mm-hmm. belly of right. the children. And right. the whole, right. the, I mean, people have got to go out and see this this uh, little short movie. But not to get stuck on that. Why don't you think that welfare? is a good thing because actually we are not the leading persons of use with governmental assistance. We are a strong third behind Latinos and firstly Caucasians. White people Mm -hmm. use welfare more so than we do, but when you see the word welfare or you see a picture even on the news related to welfare, it's always depicted with the African-American face. So do you think we should just do away with it? What do you think? Well, uh, first thing that you notice in the show is that lady says every time they come to our country, they always use an icon. And when you think about poor and dirty and, and no water, no rain, they always put a picture of a black child with a stomach big and flies on them. And yeah. Africa is sick of that. So when you think yeah. about welfare, the icon is black women with babies. That's that's the icon, and mm-hmm. and it uh, and then you know the, the the things about the welfare is the problem with welfare is they also give you a cell phone. You know you get free cell service when you're on welfare. So yes, you know yes. guess guess what black people like? We free like phone. free. <laughs> there you go, and we're gonna talk on, we're gonna text, and and and, and, and that's why welfare. You know what? I don't think that welfare – see, the thing is you don't want to get rid of AIDS. 
Because once you get rid of aid, you know, it's going to be a problem. Because, you know, storms going to come, we're going to need help. I think that I think that welfare needs to be readjusted. I think right. that when and, you're on welfare, there should be a limited time to be on it. Right. And it's called assistance. It's called aid. It's not called lifestyle. And that is right. what the the person from, I think she was from Port-au-Prince, she said, and I wanted to quote it because it was, no, it was a guy. His name was John Paul, John Renal Noel, and he was an entrepreneur. He actually yes. was one of the only persons who made solar lights in Africa. But once the government found out after the big yeah. hurricane, uh, it was an earthquake, that they were out of, of, of lights, they decided to donate solar lights, which nearly put him out of business. But he's still being able to go with it. And what he said was that a short-term natural disaster turned into a long-term unnatural disaster, meaning that when you get aid, there should be an end point. That there should be a certain point where you're supposed to get up and do something else yourself. Right. So we're in an unnatural disaster. (laughs) We we are. We are. So tell me me how you want to fix it, because people are going to have to watch the video. They're going to have to watch the video themselves to understand what we're talking about, and I didn't get to post it inside of the event, uh, and maybe we'll have to do a second show about it. But you told me that you had some particular things that you wanted to share, some uh, points in particular of what to do that could help us stop being so free greedy. Yes, <laughs> and for and dumb. It's mainly and it's dumb. mainly dumb. Um, well, first of all, gonna, I mean. I, First of all, I'm not going to knock the, the protest, but the problem with the protest right now is too late. And we need to be there for those people before they died. Um, and I look into the crowd. You know, I was here at the protest. And, by the way, the protests don't have anything to do with the shootings. We thought that's two different topics. So I'm, right. I'm not going to talk about the shootings. I'm going to talk about the protests. Um, okay. When I look into the crowd of the protests, I saw men, young men in there with a with the plant with their pants low riding, and mm-hmm. and I'm looking to this crowd. And I know that nobody looks familiar. Now let me tell you what I mean when I say I look familiar. Because when I go to these schools and these kids don't mm-hmm. have books, I don't remember seeing any mm-hmm. signs saying we need books. These teachers mm-hmm. need raises. I, I don't see any signs saying teachers need raises. I don't see. Right. I didn't see any mentors in that crowd. I, I didn't see people that did community service in that crowd. And, and and some of y'all just need to come out the protest line because there's nothing wrong with welfare. But you plan on being welfare for the rest of your life. If, if your pants are sagging, what are you protesting? If you keep and here's a, here's a big thing: you keep fathers from seeing their sons or their children, or fathers that keep kids, uh, that keep mothers from seeing their children, anybody that keeps people from seeing their children, and you in that mm-hmm. line, what are you what are you protesting for? I mean, if you're mm-hmm. killing your own people, you're in a gang, mm-hmm. why are you protesting? Well, I mean, what, mm-hmm. what's your protest? And, right. and if you selling drugs, doing drugs, I mean, what is your protest? Y'all need to come out of right. the line. They need to come out of right. the line. And don't don't protest for me. 
I, I'm sorry, because you, you're not helping me. But what looks familiar to me is I'm going. I'm 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 working my way to uh, I'm going to help you. Okay. When I when I see you, this is when they look familiar, uh, Sharon. When I see that Jordan shoe line, two hundred people long, they look familiar. Then, when mm. we go to Black Friday and blow our money, y'all look familiar. Now let me let me tell you about the solution. One one of the solutions is. Black people have so much money flowing through America. It, it don't matter if it's one dollar. We the one that's spending. The cell phone companies mm-hmm. make money off us. Uh, mm-hmm. Your snowball shop in your neighborhood that you don't own make money off you. And mm-hmm. um, the the problem is is that well, not the problem. What we need to do is everybody imagine if no black person showed up for Black Friday. Um, Imagine what that would do to the economy if mm-hmm. we did not show up. That's a voice. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. show up. And mm-hmm. the kids that I talk to on the ground, they are protesting now. The state they stand out the malls for a certain day. They stay out of Target a certain day, and now they're telling everybody, mm-hmm. "Don't go to Black Friday." Now, mm-hmm. the question is, how many of us actually going to take that stand and say we're not going to go? So we'll, I mean, We will not go. If you, the only way go that's going to work, and I believe in protesting or boycotting certain things, but you have got to, with a greedy, free, appetited community like ours, you have to give them an option. You have mm-hmm. to give them an option. If you say don't go to Target, you got to get a competitor of Target on board with your causes in order to get it. Right, right. Because if you if you um, just tell them don't shop, they going, they going. Yeah, but 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 what I want to make myself clear. What I'm saying is, okay. if you can go shop on Monday, you can go shop on Saturday, but if you don't show up on Friday, and first of all, do people even know what Black Friday is? And and I think no. some people don't. Let me let me explain it to you. Black Friday is a day when businesses are in the red. So think about a red receipt. So they have a big sale day, and the goal is to come out of the red to be in the black. So it don't have anything to do with you. It's, it's to uh, get their business back booming again. So that's okay. why Black Friday was designed. And think about it. Black Friday on the, is on a day after Thanksgiving when everyone is off. School, majority of business, everybody's off, so everybody can make it to, or everyone can make it to Black Friday. So that's Black Friday. So I'm not telling you not to shop for Christmas, but if everyone don't does not show up for Black Friday, you can make a difference, and you can make a voice. They tried it last year, but I don't know if you guys remember when the kids tried it last year. You know, everyone did participate, so it failed. But if right. everyone did not go on that day, I'm telling you, you your voice will be heard because they need your money. I'm telling you, they they need your money. They need your money. So if we if we do a successful boycott, is that going to be it? Because you know that's just one weekend. Right. And they choose well, us every day of, of of the week. Right. And I like the way you said, will it with us doing a successful boycott? Will it will it make a difference? Yes, 
because now you you when you when you do a successful boycott, people are ready to listen to you. They they want to hear what you have to say because they losing money. And, and let me let me explain something to you about these people that's making money off us. They live in these areas that we can't live in. Now there's something called HOA fees. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of that, but you can buy a house. And your money, your regular house note could be. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna throw some numbers out there. One thousand dollars. But that community, community can throw an HOA fee, and add an extra thousand dollars to your house note. Now think about it. What middle class person is willing to pay an extra thousand dollars on a house note, especially if the money's not going to the house? So they, they know ways to keep you out. But if they're not making money, they can't live there either. So does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, um, so yeah, uh, that 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 right there will make a difference. First, by having a successful uh, protest. Now let's talk about what's going to keep them from shooting us. I'm glad you brought that up. Now the Dallas chief of police is a smart guy. If you did a history on him, he used to be in the drugs. We come about cocaine in a in an area called South Cliff. I mean South Oak Cliff. That's one of the roughest areas in Dallas. He done been to jail. He done had charges. He became a police officer. And now he's the chief of police in Dallas, a Dallas. He's a black police chief. And he told the people, let me tell you what happened, and it's working. He told the people, become a police officer, and I'll let you be a police officer in that area you trying to fix. Now, if you listen to that, he just gave you a clue because the people that are in your area trying to fix it are white officers. They don't understand your struggle. Now, imagine if you became a black police officer and took the white police officer's place and you saw a little kid with a little weed and you said, hey, man, let me take this weed from you. I'm going to throw it away. I, I need for you to do better in your life because the next time I'm going to arrest you. you. You see the difference? Because that's what they're doing mm-hmm. in their community. See, when their kids are strung out on drugs, they find help. They don't go to jail. Mm-hmm. The only solution the, the, the white man can ever think of because he don't know our struggle. He don't understand what we've been through, and you can't make him understand. All he knows is that you're breaking the law, and he's going to take you in. But the difference is if you became the right police officer in your community, you can make a change. So will you? the question is, will you be that police officer? that's going to shoot those kids? And that's the question. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, the answer is no. And, you know, we have classmates that are police officers. Uh, yeah. I never heard about Marcus Collins ever shooting somebody. I never heard about Calvin yeah. Hutchins ever shooting anyone. You see what I'm saying? That's how you make a difference. Yeah. The other way you become, make a difference is to come to mayor in your city. Be the mayor. Oh. You, that's how you change it. You you have to because the government ain't going nowhere and everybody's trying to shoot the police, kill them all. I'm sorry, they're gonna replace him with someone else. Yeah, and everything's yep. gonna keep and this is all gonna blow over because they know y'all gonna get tired of marching those streets. It's all gonna <laughs> blow over. Everything gonna go back to the way it was, and that's what they waiting on. Everything go back so to the way me, it was. Tell me what solution. Give me three things that we can do. I know you said boycott. And I know you said mm-hmm. be active in your own environment, but what is something a felony, a person that's holding a felony, what are they going to be able to do? 
Oh, man, you said a felony? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I want you guys to think. When you look at a 7-Eleven in your community, look at the fish shop, and I'm looking at Ma's Point right now, and I'm, I'm going to be straight up. I'm look, I went home and looked at my hometown. I looked at the gas station. I looked at the fish places, and I looked in there. I saw Koreans running the gas stations, the Arabs running the gas station, Koreans, Koreans running the, the, the fish market, the Koreans running the liquor store. Your money is going into their hands. I'm telling you, if you're a felony, I'm sorry, not a felony, if you committed a felony, first of all, let's talk about felonies. They okay. want you to have a felony because once you get a felony, you lose your voice. You can't vote. So don't let that get you down. They want you to have one so you can't vote. But just because you have that record don't mean you can't start your own business. I know a lot of people that went to drugs for some bad – went to jail for some bad things and have started their own business. I'm telling you, if you sat on the corner and sold hot dogs, you would be better off than working at McDonald's. I promise you, I'm, I'm watching it every day. But the people that are selling hot dogs, snow cones, uh, fish, um, um, liquor, the, from the liquor store, the gas, they're not us. But you're giving them your money. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You're giving them your money. Give yourself the money. And I'm telling you, I used, I, I went down Mars Point uh, on Main Street. I'm like, where is the barbecue place? <laughs> <laughs> where? Where's the people on the side of the road? With the grills. I'm bringing people from out of town. I'm telling them about this grills on the side of the road. There's this barbecue place. I had to go all the way to Bozo's to get what I wanted. When you can get that in Moss Point, Moss Point, you can make a difference. Sell, do your own, do your own thing. If you know how to sew, sew. You you, you don't have to have a four-year degree to be an entrepreneur. I'm telling you, you know how to make shirts, fashion. Find something that you can do. You might not make $30,000 or $20,000 starting off. You might get a good 10. But as your business gets better and it's time to hire someone, guess who you can hire? Mm-hmm. Does, that make, does that make sense? Because they're not hiring that you. That makes sense. So tell me how many businesses is it that you and your wife have? I'm in the business today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm doing photography. She's uh, we we do tutoring, um, real estate. Um, She's about to become a broker. I'm about to be a realtor. Uh, We just started a cake business. Um, She speaks. She uh, teaches Spanish classes at at daycares. Um, mm-hmm. gosh, I, I even feel like I'm missing something because every, every day, thing is with photography, there's so many entities in photography. Like I do fashion, weddings, uh, kids. I mean, it's it just businesses. It, it just grows. And that is a lot of businesses to run. Mm-hmm. And we're running so many businesses right now. We're training our children to be mm. our secretary, to be our assistant, mm. 
to be to be the one to run the flyers and tell people in the community about about our business. See see how that circle works. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm telling y'all. I mean, I said a hundred times. I'm I'm telling y'all. I, if stop asking people for a job, go create one. The the money is there. I'm telling. The money is there. You just gotta think and be patient. Don't go oh. back to that. That don't go back to that lifestyle when you, you when drugs was the best thing. I'm telling you, it's not. Start sell hot dogs. Do something. Snow cones. Think of how many snow cones people are gonna buy in this heat. Mm-hmm. And you sell them at, mm-hmm. at 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 two to three dollars and maybe four dollars for a large. Does that make? Oh, and you know another thing we have we we have a health and fitness business. I forgot to tell you about that. We do that mm-hmm. as well. We sell nutritional products. And everything that we're doing, we're, we're we're doing well in it. So my example to you guys is I'm, I'm showing it. See, a lot of times people are just telling you what to do, but I'm showing you what worked. We we did it. It's working. It's working. And, and so don't listen to people that <laughs> that haven't even uh, owned their first haven't business. They're trying to tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you that it works. And and think about it. I used I used to work in the medical. That that should tell you a lot right there. That with me saying I used to work in the medical field, that means I got all my weekends back. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm sitting out here. I'm drinking wine while I'm talking to you. Most of y'all <laughs> think about what I need to do tomorrow for work. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to do that. I get up when I want to. I plan my appointments when I'm ready. So the same can happen for y'all. That that's the solution. I mean, you asked me for three solutions. How many did I give you so far? <laughs> <laughs> so tell tell the people how they can get in contact with you and your contact information. Oh man, I'm like Marcus. I'm Marcus Fatai all all the way over. Uh, all all. I mean, you just type in Marcus Fatai, you don't find me anyway. You put at Marcus Fatai, MarcusFatai dot com. Um, Instagram, um, Twitter, um, it's easy to find me. You just type in Marcus Vitae, hit enter on your Google, and I'm, I'm easy to be found. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas. Um, I travel. I also educate and train. Uh, hey, here's another solution for the community. I educate and train others on how to be a photographer as well, even though I am one. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I do. And you can all you can, my number is uh always available if I if I don't catch you on voice, leave me a text. It's nine seven two eight one four seven five five seven. Well, you know I always open up the show for you and anything that's positive and just your personal interest and wanting to offer something optional other than just walking around saying, uh, hands up, don't shoot. You know, because what we've done before is not working, so we're going to have to do something mm-hmm. different. So anything else you right. want to share before we go? Yeah, <laughs> I know I didn't talk the whole show, but I I, I know I kind of <laughs> rambled, but I'm, I, I apologize, no, you guys, if I was, if I, no, 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 if no, I was no. all over the place. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did But I'm you trying to help. Uh, I'm you trying are. to help. But this last thing, this, this last thing that I'm promoting is called Don't Enter. And I'm asking everyone okay. in your community, if there's another store somewhere else that will help your community, go to that fish store. If there's another uh-huh. liquor store down the road that helps your community, 
because I know y'all going to drink because I drink. I'm drinking wine right now. We're going to need it. <laughs> Go to one that's going to help your community. Your community. Don't enter these places that not that are not going to help your community. Um, you know, Sharon, there's a big thing going on in Atlanta. I don't know if you know about it, but there's a black bank, and they're, yes. they're booming like crazy. <laughs> oh, People see, are see? are paying attention. Yes, yeah, Citizens Trust Bank. I actually met the owner of the bank here in Birmingham. They don't have very many. They're only in the two states, Georgia and Alabama. And in mm-hmm. just five days, they had over 8,900 new accounts. Imagine yes. if we moved all of our money out of banks who didn't respect the causes that we have. Now, they don't have to agree with everything, right. but they respect right. your money. They res- they can't yes. function without your money. And that's right. one of the things. Actually, it's, a, it's interesting that you said that because what I'm going to do uh, in upcoming weeks is to bridge that gap between the option. I think that's the thing. We do not offer an option. We just tell them, don't do this, and then you don't give them. It's almost like a child. You have to mm-hmm. tell them no when it's not beneficial to them, but you still got to give them an option. You got to give them right. something that they're going to do or else they're going to go against what your what your bottom line is. So I want to thank you for yeah. coming on the show uh, and give your information one more time before we end. Uh, my name is uh, Marcus Vitag. Um, you can look up MarcusVitag.com on Facebook, Instagram. My number is 972-814-7557. Marcus Perriman, Moss Point, Mississippi. I'm in Dallas, guys. I'm in Dallas. Y'all can come see me. Uh, I'll show you how to do it. We'll take it back to Moss Point and, and, and teach everyone. Give me a call. <laughs> Thank you so much. And listen. I am going to uh, have a fit if I meet one more person out of Texas. I, I just posted a little bit ago that I'm going to move out there if I don't if I don't find everything I need here. It seems like there are some areas where there is a predominance of African Americans that's just a little bit more progressive, and I don't think that's by accident. So, quick commercial break, and we're gonna close. Everything begins with an honest open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from child care, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Well, the Empress always listens, and I'm so grateful for my classmate. I'm going to say 1991. Class of 1991. Um, representing here on the Empire, and it's we're just regular people who are seeing everything that's happening in the world, just like everybody else, taking, I would say, a non-traditional step in changing the narrative. Things that you've done before are going to give you the same results that you've had before, so you have to do something different. And I think I think it's brave to walk away, because I knew you were a, a physical, a respiratory therapist, walking away from being a respiratory therapist, knowing that you can go into every hospital in the United States and get a, a well-paying job, is 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 hard to walk away from that if you don't have a vision and a purpose. But you have to have that. A lot of people are just not aware of why they're here. They're just existing. 
And I think that's one of the things that I want to bridge with what's coming up. I can't even tell you about what's coming up with mine except for the title. It's going to be called Changing the Narrative. And it's bridging that gap in between because people who do better fail a lot of the times by not instructing people who are still in search of that betterment. You have to bridge that uh, gap or else they'll fall into the same resources that they have before. So, with that, just stay tuned, and of course, tomorrow we're going to have a show on sex, and you know, that's going, you already know how that's going to go. Uh, we never have any problems with the uh, answers to call on that. Maybe if we connected sex to uh, leaving welfare at work, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work, but we're going to have a show tomorrow. Uh, different time, it's going to be at 8 Central Standard Time with my girl, Ashley, and I hope you meet me then. I'm trying to find a song to end this show with. I think I'm going to end it with the same thing that I began it with. How about that? Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.